The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by the Valentine Museum. Its Richmond History Makers event honors the individuals, organizations, objects, and even moments that have shaped Richmond's history over the past 125 years. Thursday, April 11th, part of a week-long celebration at the Valentine. Tickets can be purchased at richmondhistorymakers.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast. A recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Kim Strother. Virginia lawmakers may order state government to take a closer look at the litter tax this year. Patrick Larson with VPM News has more. The litter tax is a yearly fee paid by producers, distributors, and retailers of commonly littered items. Zach Huntington, executive director of the nonprofit Clean Virginia Waterways, says localities use the proceeds to do everything from installing cigarette receptacles in public parks to running volunteer cleanup programs. It would be extremely difficult to find any tax in Virginia that has a greater return on investment. CVW released a study last year showing that Virginia's litter tax generates less revenue than any other similar tax in the country. A resolution filed by Fairfax delegate Paul Krizek calls on the Department of Taxation to study options for reforming the tax to account for inflation and a steep increase in single-use plastic pollution. It also calls for an analysis of waste and recycling streams and market opportunities for recycling. Huntington says that information will be a boon for researchers and policymakers looking to keep Virginia clean. The resolution has not yet been scheduled for a hearing. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Four months after the Greater Richmond Transit Company cut the ribbon on its downtown transfer station, officials are driving forward asking for input to open a permanent location. The current transfer station along East Lee between North 8th and 9th Streets was originally touted as a temporary spot. GRTC spent almost $4 million in federal and state grant money and signed a four-year lease for the hub, which sees roughly 5,000 connections per day. Riders can weigh in and see potential spots Thursday at 5.30 at Richmond's main branch library. Voters in Richmond who requested absentee ballots for March's Democratic presidential primary may have received outdated instructions, according to the city's general registrar, Keith Ballmer. Out of nearly 7,000 absentee ballots sent by our office, approximately 25 percent of voters who requested a Democratic ballot were affected by this error. We have taken swift action to rectify this situation. Balmer said that he spoke with the vendor and was reassured that the correct instructions would be sent to voters this week. Voters who are concerned and confused about the instructions are encouraged to reach out to his office at 804-646-6633. The Senate General Laws Committee forwarded two bills that would remove Richmond from the list of cities that can have a casino referendum. One, sponsored by Petersburg Democrat LaCherise Aird, would both remove Richmond and allow Petersburg to have a referendum. Another, sponsored by Richmond Democrat Lamont Bagby, would just remove Richmond from the list. They will next be heard by the Senate Finance Committee. 
The General Assembly is considering legislation that would remove a tax exemption from the United Daughters of the Confederacy. The organization erected racist statues across the state. Democrat Delegate Alex Askew proposed the House of Delegates bill. Uh, the financial subsidies provided to this organization, particularly those with historical ties to the KKK, like the Daughters of Confederacy, raises the questions about the values and priorities embedded in our tax policies. A House subcommittee forwarded the bill to the full finance committee this week along a party-line vote. The Restaurant Association Metropolitan Washington is extending its Winter Restaurant Week. The event was originally supposed to run from January 15th through the 21st, but last week's inclement weather and icy conditions prevented many from dining out. Over 140 D.C. area eateries have confirmed they'll continue to offer Restaurant Week menus through Sunday. Visit RAMW.org for a complete list of participating businesses. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to VPM.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at MyVPM. PM.